Hey, everybody. Welcome to season two of Behind the Register. And I think this is so fitting for our first interview uh, for the season because we're doing a maternity store. So it's kind of like birthing the new season. Um, today we have with us Stacy Thomas of Two Hearts and One Dress on Caroline Street. Give us your address. It's 614 Caroline Street. I uh, am on the same block as the Marriott before you get to the, uh, after the train station, but before you get to the visitor center. So how long have you been there? You've been in business and like my whole sense of time is so warped. Um, <laughs> so tell us how many years you've been at that location. Um, I have been here going on four years. July will be four years for me. Oh my Lord. If I had to go by my memory, I probably would have just said like two or three. Cause like that <laughs> time goes by so fast, right? It does. I feel like as business owners, four years is like two days. Like yes. we have no concept <laughs> of time anymore. Um, but yeah, I've been here almost four years now. So talk to us about your journey. Talk to us about like what you did before, what made you go into maternity? Um, I know you have kids, but like what, you know, I'm sure a lot of times when people have kids too, they're like, oh, I'll, you know, they know the maternity needs, but what makes that jump where you're like, I'm going to open a store? So I have four children. Um, they at this point range in age from getting ready to turn five to getting ready to turn 12. Um, so three summer babies. Um, three, all my boys are summer babies. My daughter's a January, so she just turned 10. Um, and honestly, this whole process birthed out of my last pregnancy. Um, I knew it was my last pregnancy. I knew I didn't want to spend a whole bunch of money on maternity clothes, but I needed something. Uh, nothing that worked during my other pregnancies was working for my body. And um, honestly, the, the thing that really kind of lit the fire for me was um, my ex-husband and I were going to a wedding and I was about probably eight weeks along with my, my last baby, Harvey. And I was looking for a dress and he did something nice. It was a very like upscale event. I had nothing in my closet that was going to work for me and I had to go shopping, but everything I was looking for, like I knew going in, I'm wearing this dress one time. I'm probably never going to wear it again. I don't see myself having another like upscale event. I'm going to have to go to in the next couple months, but I was, it's my fourth pregnancy. I was already showing. I couldn't fit into my normal clothing. So I had three kids. It was in December. I had to drag them in and out of car seats and in and out of coats and in and out of stores just to find like four selections, none of which are going to work. And the ones that would work were like 160 bucks. And there was just no reason for me as a stay-at-home mom of four, you know, going on four, to spend $160 on a dress I was going to, I was going to wear one time. So I started looking into some ideas, like how do I include all the things that I need to include, be able to afford a brick and mortar, and where am I going to get inventory? And so you collected some inventory from your friends. I think you probably purchased some. What about like finding the location? Were you just walking down Caroline Street? Did you, did you have this location in mind? You're still at the same location that you started with, correct? I am. This is my first location. Um, I, 
I knew I wanted to be downtown, but I didn't know if it was going to be possible for me. Uh-huh. So I reached out to uh, somebody who had recommended a commercial real estate agent. And I was looking, because I looked into a couple different places downtown as well, like uh, where Frederick's Square Cupcake is, was one of the first places that I looked at. I um, have a lot of stairs. I know that. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that's not really going to work. Like I had to kind of figure out a few things, but um, I even looked in like the shops at 810, you know, there's a, there was a spot in there that was open for a little while. And I, I was looking into that space, but it's still like, okay, well, the bathroom is upstairs and there's not an elevator that's going to work. So there was like all these things that just little things that normally would work for somebody else was just not going to work for me. But I think it's good because you have experience as a mother and, and the needs, right? So it totally makes sense that you're like, no, like I can't do that here. Like, and so all of those things were considered, which is really cool. Thomas called me and he said, okay, stop what you're doing. I want you to drive downtown. There's still somebody in this space, but it is going on the market this afternoon. And so I called him back. I said, let me think about it. Give me the weekend. It was a Friday. I said, give me the weekend. I'll let you know by Monday. And Monday morning I said, okay, where do I sign? Cool. And we started this, um, I had 30 days from the time that the previous tenants moved out, which was Create Studio Hair Studio. When they moved out, I had 30 days from the date that I had announced I was going to open to get in here, paint, refinish what I needed, set everything up, get all of my inventory in, figure out an inventory system, order racks. I mean, it was a time crunch, but- Do you do it all yourself? I mean, or was your whole family in it? Did you have your kids Yeah, like- I was coming while my kids were in school to paint and prime and, you know, set things up. And then in the evenings, I had girlfriends that would come and help me. Uh, so I, I do want to talk about that community base, because I think that's one of your strongest things. We also, I think we talked a little bit before, like, you know, four years ago, there was a, a much different landscape in terms of like retail, because... Oh, yeah. You know, there was more maternity competition, I think, um, as well as, you know, there people were just shopping, you know, normally in brick and mortar. So, you know, can you talk a little bit about that? Like when you first started a lot, like even I think before there was a lot of, you know, once upon a child, um, you know, bye bye baby, things like that. They're not around now, you know? Right. Um, so talk a little bit about that. Like, you know, you were you were a new business. So, and then you, people had options, I think, you know, so. Absolutely. I mean, motherhood maternity, obviously is, is always going to be my biggest competition. They are, um, the world's number one maternity clothing seller. Uh, so they own pee in the pod. They own, um, there's a couple other ones that they own too. And, and they also had a lot of, you know, exclusive lines that only they carried right and so uh, but they also carried their lines in bye bye baby and Kohl's and you know uh Sears when we had a Sears like all of the little maternity sections that you went to in big department stores were from motherhood maternity Mm -hmm. so they really capitalized on that market for a very very long time um and when they went down I it was it was a very difficult moment for me that's a lot of pressure when um when all the department stores started pulling their maternity sections you couldn't even get maternity clothes unless you went to the mall okay how do I compete with mall traffic 
how do I compete with a nationwide brand that everybody knows? What I offer is more than that. Um, what I offer is resources. What I offer is accessories that are outside of just clothing. For instance, um, you know, nursing teas or earrings or uh, lotions and things like that. Things that you can't get there. Things that you're going to end up going somewhere else to purchase. So for me, also offering the second hand, there was never a competition. I'm the only one who offers second hand. And, and so that was another thing that helped me reach my customers too, is that like, okay, I want this to be a mutually beneficial thing for us. So you're like a one-stop shop. Like, you know, yeah. you're not just clothes because you're kind of every kind of accessory that you may need. Exactly. Um, they could find it there, which is really convenient because you don't want to go one shop for a dress and then the other shop for these accessories. And, you know, of course, when you, you know, are a parent or a mother or expecting, you just don't have a lot of time, you know? Right. So now fast forward, right? So I think you, you formulated it, you were going, um, you have your shop um, and you're finding your audience and then COVID hits. Um, can you talk a little bit about like last year? Um, you know, did you shut down? Were you open a little bit? Did you go um, more online? So, so 2020 offered some really unique obstacles not just for business, but personally, and I'm, and I'm pretty open with my customers, so I don't mind, you know, sharing, and hopefully it's not an overshare for you guys, but I had a hysterectomy last year as well, um, which was something I was dealing with for a few years of chronic pain, decided that was the best fit. Um, that surgery, however, did not go well, and so subsequently, I had three other surgeries last year, so in oh, the wow. middle of a global pandemic, I went through six months of surgeries and recoveries and pretty major surgeries um, and plenty of doctor's appointments and things like that. We did shut down. Um, I shut down for about, I guess I was close to almost three months before I had a friend who used to work for me. Um, she had gotten a full-time job. Her, her company shut down due to COVID. So she came back in and started working two days a week for me while I- Oh, worked. that's good. Yeah. I was going to so, ask if you had help. Yeah. So, so she came back in because normally it's just me. She came back in for a little while while she was looking for another job and she would work two days a week. She would do appointments. So we could, you know, I could have somebody here to meet for an appointment for sales because with COVID and the restrictions on cleaning and the restrictions on how many people could be in a building, they were constantly changing. There was really no way for me to pass that burden on to somebody else, you know? And, and so we worked it as like, okay, well, I can be down there for an hour and, and just scheduled everybody who ordered online to pick up during that hour and I would just meet them outside. Then we started opening up two days a week, uh, probably. So we shut down middle of March and then we reopened middle of June, about two days a week for short hours. It's like a four or five hour period. Gave us some time to, you know, clean and sanitize and, and everything have sit to, you know, to disinfect and that sort of thing. And then um, slowly we're like, okay, well, we need to add in Saturdays because I think we were doing Tuesdays and Thursdays. Slowly we needed to add in Saturdays. And this whole time kind of reworking my website, uh, which was another struggle right at the, like right before COVID started and became a really big thing, the e-commerce site that I had been using said, hey, we're no longer going to be functioning. We're moving everybody over to big commerce, which is obviously a huge you know, e-commerce that a lot of people use. Right. It 
not what I was using. And so I'm in the middle of reworking all of my online stuff when we have to close the store. So now the store is closed. I have no online shop. What am I going to do? And there was a lot of scrambling. I, I brought a lot of stuff home with me. I would just sit at my computer and knock out this website and keep my social media posting and figuring out all the shipping and extra costs on those things and ordering all the extra things I needed to order to kind of quickly transition from 98% in-store purchases with a little bit of social media to completely flopping, maybe 2% in-store with 98% on social media and online. Did it work? Um, did it, was that kind of where it went? Uh, honestly, it did. Um, yeah. It was nowhere close to what I was doing in normal sales in person. Right. Um, but it was enough to kind of get us through a little bit. And, and that was really beneficial. I mean, we probably did about maybe about half of the normal monthly sales. That's great. Online method. But for me, that was like, Hey, you know, it's, I can still pay my rent. Was, um, uh, did you get any kind of like, um, assistance with, with rent? Like were the landlords working with you during COVID? <laughs> we did not. Um, so the extent of the rent help, honestly, um, was you don't have to pay a late fee if, if it's late, which, um, which, you know, it helps a little bit. I'm kind of made some things work. I, I did do a GoFundMe, um, for the first couple months just to, you know, look, we're, we don't really have an option. We have no idea how long this is going to go on type right. thing. And I did have, I had a lot of friends donate to that in small amounts, larger amounts. It was really, really beneficial. Um, and so I was applying for grants and just not getting any of them. You know, there was a lot of, a lot of the programs that were rolled out were meant for businesses with 20 or more employees. Right. I was a one man shop. I didn't really qualify. You're doing everything. You know, I didn't, I'm, so now I'm applying for grants and doing all the admin work and paying all the bills and doing all the accounting and ordering all the inventory and shipping everything out. And I'm recovering from surgery and it was a lot to take on. So I did the best that I could. And I was very, very open and honest with my customers about what I was going through. And that made a big difference. But when I came back to work in the end of July, I came back one day a week and that was like a huge relief for me just being back in the store after being gone for almost five months was it was very difficult as a business owner like this is Your you know this is my fifth baby this is my this is my heart and soul I spend the majority of my time in this building and I couldn't be here I couldn't be interacting with my customers I couldn't hold their babies I couldn't you know reassure them. I, there was these things I couldn't do and I hated it. So coming back in was like a huge deal for me. And we slowly started transitioning back to in-person, but we never really lost that online sale push. I, sure. I did some changes and I am really excited to say like up until now, so I did just get a PPP loan. It's the first um, grant or loan Good. outside of the technology grant that Main Street did that I qualified for. And I, it still hasn't been funded. It's like that fresh that I just got approved for it yesterday. Because they opened it up for now solo people or yes, you're under and, one. So yes, that's great. That made a huge, huge difference for a lot of businesses and, yes. and mine included. 
what I love about that is that I've been able to make it through all of last year, a lot going on personally, but I made it through and, and on January 1st, actually last year is, um, so the, the second half of the year after being able to fully back open, you know, masks and sanitizers and, you know, lots of disinfecting sprays later, uh, we actually did better than I ever have before. A much higher sales goal than I was expecting to for last year. Really proud of that. Thanks for watching or listening to our podcast. Love Fredericksburg, support local, and visit our spa at skintouchtherapyspa.com. I think, you know, economy and people are coming back out. People are supporting, people are supporting when they're closed. Um, but now like, let's fast forward in your timeline a little bit. Now it's post COVID. And we talked about all these stores just not being around anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, and you, we've talked now, like you're kind of the maternity focus in a large radius of here, yeah. right? Um, so to my knowledge, um, I know that there is one uh, one maternity store up in Tyson's Corner. Um, I want to say it's a pee in the pod, and I think there's a pee in the pod left down in Short Pump. Right. Um, between those two areas and out to Char out past Charlottesville, I'm I'm that's it. You're um, the only game. Well, that's I'm great. It. Well, so do you think, um, like, when, when this was all happening, were you like, what's happening with the industry? Were they all just pulling back um, brick and mortar to be more online? Was that what it was? Yeah, so there's a lot of, of online retailers that you can go to. Um, there's, there's one that's been down in Richmond for a while that mainly focuses on nursing attire called Latched Mama. They're, you know, a very small warehouse, but they do, a, they are only online. Um, and a lot of stores did go that way. And I understand. I understand the push for online. It's easier to shop in your pajamas at three in the morning when you're nursing a baby than it is to have to actually put on real clothing and get out in public and deal with the stroller and the car seat and the baby blankets and the bottles and the nursing. That's a lot. It's a lot on new moms. But the one thing that I hear every day is like, I'm telling you, I don't think a single day has gone by since we've reopened that where somebody has not said, I'm so glad you're here and I can actually try something on. I'm so tired of purchasing things and not knowing if it's going to fit and then having to return it and then having to wait another week for another one to come in. It's exhausting. And sometimes you just need something right now. You know, some of these women didn't, they were considered essential. Their, their businesses didn't close. They still had to go to work. Right. But they couldn't buy pants, <laughs> you know, or, or shirt or nursing tops to be able to pump at work or leave their house or, you know, like there were so many things they couldn't do except for me. And that gave them a reason to come down here and kind of share with their friends, like, Hey, not only is she still open, but she also carries things that you're not going to get in the department stores because I carry brands that come out from California. And so I carry these lines that you don't get around here. So it kind of gives you a little bit of variety as well. Yeah. You're um, not wearing like you're seeing that other person that bought it at Target too, you know? Right. You're like, and yeah. that's another thing is like, you know, Target and, and motherhood, basically you go in and there's like five choices and they're just in different patterns. Right. Um, but they're not actually different clothing. So if that doesn't work for you, then that doesn't work for you. And now you have to order online. Now you have to go somewhere else. Um, but a big focus of mine as a small business is supporting other small businesses. So 
about 90% of the stuff that I carry is coming from other small businesses like mine. More independent. We need, we need better options. So we created a, a line of 10 maternity tops or 10 nursing tops. And, and I purchased from those. Um, I also, a lot of the accessories and things that I carry are made by my customers or my friends um, that are local women working from home while being a stay-at-home mom who just have a hobby on the side to do something for themselves for spare money or whatever. Like, I seen the like crochet, like um, octopus or something, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, you know, one of my, one of my closest friends is going to be making those now. Um, the supplier that I had is no longer doing them right now. And so one of my friends was like, okay, I'll figure it out for you. Um, this is another one. Um, we just got in these cute little stuffed bunnies. Um, and these are made by a local mom who has, you know, just a, she started off doing hair bows and I've been following her page for a while and she posted these up and I was like, okay, well, I need some of those. So, you know, and, and that's the thing is I really enjoy being able to support other small businesses and carry the things that, that are being made locally or made naturally or made in small batch. I think that comes to the strength of, you know, small businesses, you know, oh, and why they are so needed in, in every town um, because, you know, not only are you, I think one of the strengths is like you're a center where people can come talk to someone, right? So you're building community, which you can't get online or maybe you can with online forums and I get that with, and but you're really like involved with like Facebook groups and like, so you're in that conversation, but you're yeah. like an actual person, you know, not just like a store brand. Um, and then, so, so people are able to come and there are people that are gonna miss like touching and shopping and there's an experience of that, you know? I think one, one good thing too, that maybe, you know, now I think a lot of fashion businesses are doing are really talking about the resale where a lot of brands were, you know, you just buy it new and that's our, our formula. But now I'm reading that they're being open to recycling, you know, um, and Absolutely. you know, you know, taking back their brands and reselling it under resale. And then you're getting a whole different market, but like you're doing that now, which is awesome, yeah. you know, uh, um, and incorporating that. And you know, it's honestly, it's one of my favorite things is seeing items that I know I purchased new to sell to my customers come back to me. I always think that's interesting because you're just kind of like the expert, like this is your niche and you've oh, been through it. So many years, you know, not just yeah. personally, but now as as a business, and that's why that's so valuable, you know. I've spent thirteen years looking at maternity clothing. Yeah, I can, <laughs> that's a long time. And you're gonna have probably another thirteen years more, you know. Absolutely, I I hope so. I absolutely hope so. I mean, this for me is a lot of fun. For what's next on the horizon? Like, do you just want to like coast through this year? Are you planning other things? Do you want I to? I'm no. planning some things. I'm planning some things. Um, there's a couple smaller areas that I really would like to expand. Um, you know, I've I've been slowly adding in more accessories, more lines. Um, my focus this year is really to to push online and reach a much larger crowd. And to expand that, I would like to reach a larger community because I think that what I have to what I have to offer has value. And 
so so that's one of our focuses um i have another couple ideas that i'm really kind of toying with and figuring out how to bring in and when to bring in you're not gonna share some now um so the <laughs> one that i really want to do that i have been trying to get going for the last two years and i have vowed i'm going to launch this year is um, pre-packed hospital bags oh cool as a mom like that or first-time moms who aren't really sure what to pack or fourth time moms who are just overwhelmed and don't have time to focus on it but it's also hospital bags are really a great, great gift. yeah That's it's a great, great gift. gift the plan is to carry in it um a full set of toiletries a pair of um like nursing pajamas so something you can wear in the hospital um and then there's a couple other small odds and ends that that i plan on putting in there and it would just come in a bag large enough for you to toss in your coming home outfit your makeup bag and that's really all you need and your phone charger that's all you need to add to the bag so i'm kind of working on a few different design ideas for that but I the idea it. is that if in and i plan on speaking to the hospitals about it um i'm kind of in like the early stages of that communication that if if somebody like me comes in who is not prepared that they can hop on my site order it and we'll deliver it to them for free or maybe you can have it at like the gift shop you know where that would be cool too absolutely and and so you know we're kind of working on a few ideas where these women don't it. necessarily have to worry um and they still have something that they can wear that's not the hospital gown while, while they're there and something they can continue to wear afterwards while nursing their babies so we've got that kind of idea going on um, i'm considering and i've been slowly stashing away some photography dresses as a rental program um those dresses are run you 120 to 250 dollars for you to wear at one time for your maternity shoot so looking at a rental program for that That's again cool. expanding online expanding my mama wear selection do you, um, do you think you're ever going to move to a different location or are you going to stick around that location? I am going to need a bigger location soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, was, I was actually just talking to Anne Glave um, and I was telling her, I was like, look, I have packed things into every nook and cranny in this building. Um, I have a very small shop. I'm, I'm, on its best day, maybe I'm 800 square foot, including the bathroom. So I have center, I have three center racks. I have racks lining every wall. I ended up putting a cube shelf in the fireplace to give more space. <laughs> like I have things shoved under every rack. I have maxed out what I can put in this store. There's literally not another area I could hang anything. And I have no idea where I'm going to put all the spring stuff that I just bought. We're doing a live sale. My customers decided that they they wanted a live sale launch for spring inventory. Awesome. Yeah, that's um, awesome. I have 250 pieces of clothing stashed underneath of every rack in this store right now, waiting for tonight to pull everything out and do this live sale. Oh, tonight's the live sale? Tonight is my live sale. Awesome. And so it's so funny. I'm I'm kind of joking about it like you know I have no idea where I'm gonna put all this stuff but then I'm looking around like I I don't know where I'm gonna put all this stuff I'm gonna to have to, some things are gonna to have to be online only for right now until I have space to actually pull them out because I don't have the space to bring out everything that I just purchased um but so, I'm super excited about it 
I, I mean, that it's a nice problem cool. to have to have too much inventory. Uh, why don't we wrap up? Um, I love this conversation. I think it was like so encapsulated everything. I love following your um, your social media. I, that's how I just kind of. So why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Give us your information, your social media accounts, and hopefully people will come by as they're like starting to walk around and it gets beautiful out. Um, I think it's a perfect point to just kind of like wrap up. Yeah, so again, I'm located at 614 Caroline Street, right before you get to the Italian Station and the Marriott. I can be found on Instagram and Facebook at Two Hearts, One Dress, and that is the number two and the number one. Um, and then my website is www.twoheartsonedress.com. Um, so try to keep it all as, as close as you can. If you search up my, my store name, it will pretty much pull up everything I've got. So if you forget anything, you can always just Google it. But And they could um, all shop online now. Yep, you can shop online. So thank you so much. Absolutely, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and we hope that people stop by more and see you. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to you growing and just seeing your journey. I love it. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, thank you for being on this season. Okay, absolutely. All right, we'll catch I know you're my neighbor, so we'll catch up more when we get oh. some coffee and stuff. <laughs> yes, I would love that. Thank you. Bye, Stacey. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind the Register. I'm your host, Brian Lamb, and this episode was produced by Haley Harkins. Special thanks to Fredericksburg, Virginia Main Street for hosting our episode. If you like what you've heard, support us, share, comment, and like us. We'll catch you next time on Behind the Register.